Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome back to my podcast. First of all, I want to thank you for the incredible feedback that I had on my last episode uh, that was on the dark sides of emigration. Uh, it was so amazing to hear that a lot of you relate to my experiences, that you feel similarly. It's always very comforting and very reassuring uh, to know that you're not alone in all of this. So thanks very much and um, let me get into what we're going to talk about today. I don't know if you have an experience or a moment in your life that you can pinpoint and say exactly this is a moment when my life had changed completely. I have a couple of those moments. I'm not going to be talking about books that changed my life or movies uh, that changed my life, at least for now. It's going to be moments. It's going to be precise um, times in my life uh, that had made uh, my life completely different. So if you're curious about that, keep watching, keep listening, God. <laughs> I have to say that every time I look at, back at my life uh, and I well, I do it regularly, but I'm going to say if I'm looking at my life in a two-year perspective, I am shocked by how my life had changed in a way that I didn't expect it to. And I think we can all relate to this. You know, if you think, right, five years ago or two years ago or a year ago, what did I think I would be doing right now? And I'm pretty sure that for a lot of you, it's completely different than what you were planning to do, especially in this particular situation after the pandemic. Um, but I, I highly encourage you to do the same thing that I'm going to do in this episode, to kind of take a step back and think, right, what was the moment that I knew something? Or what was the moment when I realized I have the power to do something. That's so interesting to have that reflection. And uh, I think this kind of analysis can really be a fantastic way to um, find growth. It's time for the alcohol interlude before I forget. And today I'm not having wine, I'm having a cocktail. And this cocktail may come as a surprise because it's a very wintry, warming um, drink. It's called hot toddy and it's, the way it's made is basically uh, you cook up some water and some lemon juice, orange juice with some aromatic peels, citrusy peels with some cloves, maybe with some red pepper to make this kind of really warming, wonderful uh, cider sort of thing. And then at the end uh, you mix it with uh, a type of spirit. I've used whiskey in the past, I've used uh, cognac and this particular time I used brown brandy that was aged in a sherry um, in a sherry barrel so it has that wonderful deep um, berry fruity aftertaste so overall the cocktail is incredible for a rainy day like today I don't know where you're listening from but here in Poland it's been raining like crazy and I think that's what's put me in the mood for such an autumny wintry cocktail uh, if it continues to be like this I might share a recipe very soon Okay, so without further ado, uh, let's get into it. The events that I'm going to be telling you are going to be kept in a chronological order so that all of this 
makes sense somehow, I'm hoping for it. And the first one actually takes takes place in my childhood. Um, The first thing I will be talking about, the first life-changing event happened when I was six years old, if I remember correctly. And to give you a little bit of a setting, it happened in Monaco, in um, Monte Carlo, in a cafe that is called Café de Paris. Uh, it's quite a famous place. It, it's really lovely. Um, overpriced for sure but uh, (laughs) makes an amazing memory I'll say that and it was obviously my first time in Monaco Mm. this event I'll just warn you uh, you know it it's probably the least serious out of all of the ones that I will be telling you but it's something that marked my life for sure and it was the moment when I first ate an oyster I think I spoke about this little bit in my food story video but for me eating an oyster was life-changing in a way um, that I realized I love the finer things in life I appreciate I appreciate quality finesse I appreciate effort put into something now that applies to uh, a product, um, food, but also service. And uh, that was uh, when I found what my friends call the bougie side of Alexandra. (laughs) Obviously, I'm joking a little bit, but I think the fact that I'm now uh, going to pursue an education within luxury all somehow links to that moment when I first tried an oyster. And imagine what six years old would actually enjoy it. I mean, it's kind of slimy, right? It's still alive when you eat it. It sounds absolutely disgusting. But I will be honest with you and say I loved all things um, that a six-year-old would not uh, normally like. So this came as a huge surprise to actually everyone at the restaurant my mom said that the whole restaurant was kind of looking at me with these huge eyes including the waiters because nobody had ever seen a six-year-old eating oysters with such enthusiasm and I did so yes I think this this was um, maybe not the moment when I accepted but when I realized I'm a hedonist I enjoy um, the pleasures of life and I want to live my life in a way when I'm where I'm able to uh, do the things that I enjoy I'll put it as simply as that the second event that I'll be talking about is definitely more emotional, um, maybe uh, a little bit less related to the senses and more related to the spirit. And it is the birth of my brother. Um, to give you a little bit of background, I'm now 22 and my brother is 12, which means that he is... 10 years um, younger than me. Yes, we are from the same parents because (laughs) we do have the same parents. Uh, I get asked this often. And um, I know that often such a big age gap, 10 years old, leads to the siblings being disconnected. But in our case, I think it was the opposite. I remember the exact moment when I found out that I was going to have a brother. I remember the place, the time. Um, It was an evening I was driving with my mom and I remember exactly which roundabout uh, it was in Warsaw. And since that moment, I was just so incredibly excited to welcome uh, my brother into the world. Mm, A funny story is that I actually founded a Miron club. Miron is my brother's name at my school and um, bought 
kid, basically, <laughs> I was uh, giving kids candy in order to um, bribe them into uh, getting into this club. So I had a lot of members and we were cherishing my brother. <laughs> it sounds like a cult, but basically it was just kind of like, I don't remember perfectly what we were doing, but I remember we were looking like I was showing them his pictures and I was just so excited about the fact that I have a brother. So yeah, there you go. Miron Club was like the first uh, sign of, of love, but also a slightly concerning sign of uh, obsession. Um, through the years, I watched him grow up. I learned how to take care of him. I learned how to take responsibility. And I definitely learned how to be more empathetic. I will say that I often struggle with understanding others emotionally. And having a younger sibling definitely uh, allowed me to kind of deepen my understanding in the ways that somebody may react to different situations. Till this day, we have a great relationship, which I'm very happy about, and that I'm, I'm also very proud of that. Uh, we have a strong bond, even though I was obviously away for the last um, three years, we still get along. Um, I think the age gaps, as I said, adds to that, actually. It just helps us have a fantastic relationship. I don't know how, but it, it works that way. And having um, having my brother in my life, it's just, it changed it forever. It's somebody that um, is so similar to me in some ways that, and has such an amazing, uh, open-hearted, open-minded perspective looking at the world that um, enabled me to learn and to take the world in differently myself. I'm getting very emotional here. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's true. It's true. It's, it's made me my brother definitely made me a better person. The third moment that had changed my life, and this is definitely a very big one, was the moment that I moved to Malta. I Again, I spoke about this um, a lot in my previous episodes, but if you haven't listened, I moved to Malta um, at the age... I'm not sure exactly, but I think it was the age of 14 years old. I it wasn't my decision; it was my fam. It was a family decision that came from my dad's job, and so it wasn't exactly a choice. And I will be honest with you and tell you: when I first found out, I was devastated. I didn't. I barely knew where Malta was, and I'd been there on holiday once. But I definitely didn't feel like this was a place where I uh, would want to live. I was crying for nearly a week because I was so afraid of um, losing my friends and, you know, being all alone. And at that time, believe me, I didn't really speak English that well. I kind of spoke it um, in a way that allowed me to order something in a restaurant, but definitely not in a way to um, pursue an education. So I, yeah, I didn't like it at first. Um, but what Malta, what moving to Malta gave me was language. I mean, learning English was life-changing for me. Um, it opened so many doors and it's also um, taught me how to express myself in a new way. Uh, you can deduct this probably by the fact that I have a podcast 
I like to talk, I like to share my views, I like to share my ideas, I enjoy it. And um, I can only do it um, using tools. Language is one of those tools. So English really um, brought in a lot of opportunity for me to express myself. I Going to Malta also allowed me to do the IB program. It is available in Poland, but to be honest with you, I don't think I would have chosen it. Um, if I were in Poland and I had to choose in Malta because there weren't so many programs that suited um, my needs. So if I knew all the things that I know about the program, how, how hard it is, I never would have chosen it because without... Like in Poland, if you apply for the IB um, program, you need to have perfect English. I didn't have perfect English at the time. So it was a lot of struggle. And I think going through all of that, it really um, brought up my self-confidence. It made me feel feel like I could do um, many other things that I had done ever since. So um, I'm very thankful looking back at it. And one, one of the most important things that moving to Malta gave me was the, the, the realization that... I can adapt to any environment, I can live anywhere um, that I want to in the world and find um, my happiness, find my way to enjoy my life, to fulfill myself. Um, And so this is a very comforting thought and also a mindset that that makes you feel free and, and liberated. A moment that's kind of related to the previous one, but also quite different, was the moment that I moved out alone uh, to live in England. That was after a bit over two years in Malta. I had decided that I was going to pursue my higher education in the UK, studying my fashion marketing degree that I spoke about in one of my other episodes. So this was a moment when I moved out by myself. And this was my first taste of freedom. It really made me strive for that feeling of liberty throughout my life. To be fair, during this pandemic, like that feeling of being able to do whatever I want to do and travel wherever I want to travel is something that I missed a lot. Um, moving out by myself, I didn't really know, I actually, I didn't know anyone at all. I had that incredible ability to have a fresh start, a new life, um, and make something out of my life that I really wanted to, uh, take part in. You know, it also felt like a big, um, reassurance that dreams do come true, um, because I uh, was studying something that I always wanted to study. And uh, I never, I mean, whenever I said that I wanted to study fashion, I would not be taken seriously. And this was a moment when I realized, okay, if I want to do something, I'll do it. There will be one more event in my life that um, reassured me in that statement. A little um, story, a little moment, I'm not sure if I should take this as separate or as part of this um, England, moving to England experience, but a big life-changing moment was, um, it happened during my first week in England. This is a story that I've told, that I I used to tell a lot um, to 
all of my friends. So if you are close, if you are a close friend, you definitely know this. Um, when I moved to the UK, yeah, during the first week, uh, so when I was still kind of finding my way around town and just meeting people, I got hit by a car. Um, no, I don't want this to sound um, dr more dramatic than it was, but um, I got hit by a car, you know, in a new country where I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any family or any uncle or any friend even because it was just the people that I had met a couple of days ago. Um, basically, I was crossing the road. It was very dangerous there. There wasn't a zebra, so I kind of had to cross. Um, and it was, well, it was partially my fault because I didn't look well enough, but it, it was also the fact that the cars that used to drive near our student accommodations were just getting off the highway. So they were driving very, very, very fast. And it was an old lady that was driving a Land Rover. So it was a huge car. And she basically bumped, well, I bumped into her and she bumped into me. Um, the side of, of her car was completely shattered. And um, when they took me to the hospital I was quite shocked I kind of saw you know my eyes my life flash uh, in front of my eyes as they showed in the movies um, I had the print of the tires on my leg and actually I didn't have anything broken I'm still not sure how it was possible the doctor was very surprised because if you saw that car what happened to the car um, you would not believe it and Somehow, that whole experience made me feel a whole lot stronger. I thought, okay, if I can have a Land Rover um, hit me and, you know, the Land Rover, half of it is really <laughs> nearly gone and I'm all right, I just have the print of a tire on my leg, then I can do anything I want to do. <laughs> then I'm way stronger than I thought. And, um, you know, now I talk about this and I laugh, but it was really, it was a moment when I knew, okay, it's time to get your shit together uh, because you can get to anywhere you want to in your life. And the last moment, I feel like this is not the, the fifth element. And I will be honest with you and say, I read this, article recently that said that any multiple of five, if you put it in a title, so like the five or the 10 or the 15 things that, you know, played a big part in that, then it's going to get more attention. So I'm doing a little bit of an experiment here. Maybe it's six, but five just sounds better. Right, to the point. Uh, a big, big step for me is something that happened this year. And it was getting a driver's license. So to give you a bit of perspective, after that being hit by a car incident, I was actually in a more serious um, car accident, way more serious. And um, after that, I decided that I am never getting a driver's license, that I never want to drive. I don't feel, I never felt like I would be comfortable behind a wheel. But this year it had changed. I had found power in myself to um, get my driver's license done. And I started doing it in January. There was a little bit of um, difficulty because obviously um, due to the pandemic, the exams were cancelled and I had my exam scheduled for March. So I was actually passing my exam uh, with two months of not driving at all due to the pandemic. 
and I passed the first time. And this is absolutely not here. I'm not saying this to brag because I know being able to drive, most adults possess this ability. This is nothing special. But for me, it was something really special. The fact that I passed on my first try, that I was able to go behind the wheel, um, not stress, uh, be strong and confident enough in my driving that it allowed me to go through the exam and actually now drive. It was uh, really a time that I went out of my comfort zone, but it paid off. I felt like um, I'm getting back that power that I once um, thought I lost. Uh, Yes, so very reassuring moment, uh, reassuring me in my confidence. all right, okay, we're uh, getting here, we're getting till the end, I'm getting more and more emotional, I don't know what's happening, every every episode makes me feel um, more intense, I think. Uh, thank you very much for listening, um, thanks a lot for your support, and I will talk to you very soon, bye!